Howdy folks and welcome to another bonus Nerdstalgic side quest and on today's side quest I thought I would uh, give a bit of heads up, a bit of an update on um, a few things, really really important things, mostly the rebranding and the new name and the new sort of, well not new look yet, I'm still working on the look but we'll get on to that in a minute. Um, so first and foremost, thank you for everybody who listened to uh, episode on Thursday. It went down really well. To be honest, I wasn't expecting it to be as deep and as um, thought-provoking as I'd planned. I literally had planned it to just talk about book reviews uh, or even just reviews in general. You know, writing in, in at its base core was just it was writing and how to express yourself and put yourself into your work. And it ended up sort of evolving into a very spiritual um awakening really for for a few people who would who would listen to it and who would got in touch with me and were telling me how it made them feel and that it helped them and it, it kind of really made me smile so maybe in the future I will sort of put over less of a damper on my spiritual side and just let my spiritual side uh, come out when it needs to because um, I feel like it works and I feel like you know people uh, enjoy hearing that and obviously like I said still learning still figuring out things you know so you know, like I said, brand new name. And again, I'll explain the change in that came with that. So, uh, yeah, so side quest is going to be probably not a long one, uh, if I can help it. But we're going to have a fun little side adventure. We're going to have more loot and we're going to have a bit more XP to gain um, from the main quest. And it should be fun. So, without further ado, let's get into the rebrand. So... The rebrand, the new name, hopefully eventually the new look. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, I'll try to explain my thought process behind the rebrand and why the whole new name. So, so starters, you obviously have noticed, I mentioned it prior, but you might have noticed uh, on my page it's a brand new name. And I've renamed all of the um, episodes previously um, to Nerdstalgic. Uh, I think it's a better name. I think it's a really cool name. But the reason behind it, was as you guys know last week it was my birthday and that we went out on the sunday it was a long drive to go where we were going and a long drive back a lot happened on this drive i had a lot of revelations you know especially if you listen to um the last episode of the main quest you would have heard you know where i came up with the idea of the topic for that video well the topic for this one and the name brand happened on the same day i was on my way back, and one thing I like to do while I'm in the back of the car, I like to listen to music or a, a um, podcast, and I just like to daydream. I just like to imagine, and I like to just uh, have a look at the scenery, take it all in, be very sort of one with what I can see, you know, nature. I'd, especially on the motorway, when you're hours and hours of driving, you need something to do. So I just tend to just like daydream and get lost in my own imagination. So as well as doing that and having the idea for the topic for last week, I was just thinking of like, I'm really proud of what I've done so far. I've done up until that point, I think I'd done three to four episodes and I done like two to three side quests and they've been going great. I really like it. People are really starting to take the whole side quest idea and, and they like it and they enjoy what I'm doing in the, in, in the main stuff. And it's just, you know, what can I do next? You know, ever change, ever evolving. Like, what is the next phase? And I was thinking about, well, I, I love my name. I love how deep my name is, for like for, it was, or what page you on. 
but the problem is with that is that it's only deep if you understand as to why you know if you listen to the first episode if you've been listening continuously you you, you will know but i feel like people who are just seeing it for the first time without watching the first episode will see it and go what page are you on? Well, that must be bookish. That must be about books, you know. Or they look at it and they go, well, that sounds quite generic. That sounds quite boring. Um, you know, and there are other accounts, uh, podcasts out there with the same name. And I was thinking, it's all well and good, you know, having a very deep and interesting name. And obviously, I went into it and I explained that the reason behind it was that we're all on different pages. We've all got different nerdums. We've all got different fandoms. Um you know, and it works well if it was going to be purely interview based, if every episode was going to be purely interview. That way, you know, I could get my page, my point of view, and then get somebody else's page, their point of view, you know, and then it works that way. But as of now, it's just been myself. It's been quite difficult trying to get my head around the whole um, interviewing um, sort of thing, which I do want to do in the future. But I feel as I'm doing this more and more, and as I'm growing more confidence by just doing this on my own, that eventually when i do get round to doing the interviewing sort of side of it i will be a lot more confident in myself and then i will be more confident within you know speaking you know like this uh, and if there's no awkward pauses and stuff like that i just kind of learn to become it so i just feel like if i do more episodes on my own for now i will eventually get more confident and be able to be like yeah i can bring on a guest so Within saying that, you know, having a very deep name that you have to look into, and if you don't really know why it's deep, you don't really understand the concept, and you just read the name, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really say what I'm doing here. It doesn't really, there's there's nothing about the name really explains anything as to who I am or what I'm doing. It's it's a cool name, but it's a very generic and very broad name. It could mean anything. It could be anything, you know. Um so on my way home, I was just thinking of names. I've been and I've been thinking about rebranding and rechanging my name for the past two weeks now. Um, just been thinking over like getting names and mashing them together. At one stage, I was thinking about the nerdgasm, you know, but I'm thinking nah, that's a bit too on the nose, you know. Uh, but I was thinking um, trying to get ways that I can incorporate nerd and ginger together and nerd gingerla, but I thought that's you know it's a bit of, it doesn't really work. And then I was just thinking of Gingilla and that, you know, that didn't work and trying to put book into it, trying to fit it. And it just wasn't working. And as I'm on the way home, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm daydreaming. I was thinking about the topic and I was thinking about what names I could go with. And I was just throwing stuff about, basically throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Eventually, I got into, I managed to square it down to, um, I like nostalgia. But I can't just call it nostalgia. I'm very, very nerdy myself. I am very nostalgic. Um, and it sounds like a no-brainer. Like, as I explain it, you're probably thinking, oh, well, here we go. He put nerd and nostalgic together and it worked. Well, actually, no. Even all honesty, when I, I, I thought the I thought about those two things and I thought, maybe I can put ginger in there. So it was like, or like ginger nerdism or nostalgic ginge, you know, or gingeraldic. You know, Jin Again, none of it was really working. And I ran it through a friend of mine and I finally sort of caught a name that I liked, you know, Nerdstalgic. Uh, um, and I thought that sounds quite interesting. It rolls off the tongue. It's short. It's sweet. I sent it to a friend of mine and I just I just sent uh, them the name, the word. I said, what do you think about this? And they were like, is it some is it some new type of slang that I've never heard about? 
I was like, no, it, it, it's it, if I was to rebrand, if I was to change the name of of my podcast now, because it, it's very early, um, you know, I'm quite early of doing it. If I do it now, you know, it, it's easier to do it now than it is to do it later. Um, what do you, what do, what do they think? And straight away, about missing a beat in big capital letters, was like, do it. I love it. Don't even think about it. Don't hesitate. Do it. I was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, do it. You know, it it's short, it's sweet, it's catchy, it's unique, it's different. You know what I mean? It's you you've got more, you've got less chance of other people having that um, name uh, for a podcast or YouTube or whatever than you do with what page you want. That's very common. It's very sort of uh, easy, you know. Uh, and with this, it's short, it's sweet. So I, I just went for it. I was like, I didn't even think. I just went for it and I started to rebrand. And I, I like the idea of side quests. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I just make the main episodes main quest? That way, nostalgic main quest and then topic name. Then it's nostalgic bonus side quest, you know. And it, again, it all just works. Instead of go what page bonus side quest, it's nostalgic. It just works. It flows. It rolls off the tongue. You read it and go, that seems interesting. Well, that's the concept and idea I'm having in my in my head anyway. Is the fact of oh that seems interesting. I like that. That seems cool. I want to um, look into that. Sorry, I just dropped my phone and hopefully that didn't mess up the audio. Um, but yeah, so that was my idea about it. My that was my pro progress pr process of elimination in my head of going through names and then once I finally sort of was solid on nostalgic putting my nerdism and my nostalgia together because if you've listened to the other episodes you will notice that I'm extremely nostalgic and I am extremely nerdy that putting those two words together it just clicked it just worked it was just one of them things of like like it's going to sound silly the, the image I had in my head uh, remember the the first Jurassic Park movie and um, she's she's flicking all the switches to put the electricity back on and she's put it back on and Timmy's been shocked and he's been thrown off and then it cuts back to her and she's like, oh, I think we're back in business. And then the giant like velociraptor like pop through and try to kill her. That was the image I had in my head. It was just the image of like, I think we're back in business. And then I'm just, I'm, I still, it hasn't happened yet. I'm still just waiting for the velociraptor to just appear over my shoulder like John Cena and be like, are you sure about that? <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready for when it does, but we will see. But um, yeah, so that that was the, the reasoning behind the rebranding. It was just the idea of like, I've only done a few episodes. Um, you know, the viewer count, if I'm being honest, haven't been great. Like it was really great at first and it's been slowly to count declining of the amount of people that have been listening. Again, that could be, you know, what I like to chalk it up to the fact of it could be because of the name. You know, the name was throwing people off. It wasn't really explaining it to people. And people were coming in looking for one thing and finding a different thing. And not really one. Like, they're not finding what they think they're going to find or what they want to find. So they're not staying. You know, that it could be many different things. Or it could be because people are busy. So people just don't have the time to sit and listen to me waffle on for an hour. You know, which, again, is completely fine. I can, I get it, you know. Um I find myself as well. Like I, people are not going to be like me. I'm, I know there's going to people like me who is not going to be like I'm constantly listening to an audiobook or I've always always got a podcast on the go. But some people they have you know things to do and they just don't have the time, which again is completely fine. I've always said from day one, like I understand there's going to be a fall off and there's going to be a drop. Um, but I thought if I'm doing this rebrand, if I'm trying something new, trying something different, hopefully then that will help to kind of get the right people in. You know, kind of for people to see it and go. 
nostalgic. I'm guessing that's to do with something nerdy, possibly something that's nostalgia based. Come in, check it out, give it a listen. Ah, it is exactly what I thought it was. I'm going to stick around. I like this. I'm going to tell my friends X, Y, and Z. That that's the hope anyway. That's the 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 mentality that I've had in my head for this. Of just like if I do a rebrand, if I try something new, while I still can, hopefully then that will bring more people in. But we will see. We will see what happens. Um, but I, I really like the name. I just think it just rolls off the tongue. I feel like it just it just works. You know what I mean? It's it's just one of those sort of things that's just captivating short sweet funny you know and it just rolls off the tongue nostalgic you know there's no you know what page you want you know it's nostalgic nostalgic you know there's many different ways you can say it, it just rolls off the tongue it's sweet i quite like it and i hope you guys like it too um but with that you know i i i'm still currently using the same post picture icon thing that i use for everything which is my face on fire holding up a school doggery book um I do want to look into getting an artist or somebody with a artistic background um, for them to just sort of design me a, a, a sort of a brand new sort of logo-ish sort of thing. Um, so I, was, I was thinking it quite simple, mainly just ginger hair styled kind of like my hair, glasses, maybe a microphone, headphones on top and, you know, just say, nostalgic you know and just make it a bit nerdy i don't know i i you know the, the different sort of plans different sort of ideas but in, in my head i've just got the idea of like a pair of glasses ginger hair maybe oh, maybe ginger stubble maybe wearing a headset you know that sort of thing but i'll work it around but i do need to get like a new sort of icon uh, that really kind of makes me stand out as well not that my one that already i have doesn't stand out it's just if i have something that's more pacific it will help uh, in the long run also, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about I want to do I want my own intros. You know, I, I quite like the I, I, well, I'm not I'm I'm a right singer, but I'm not the best singer in the world. But I like I like a, uh, I want a good catchy jingle for the intro, the, uh, the outro. And, you know, I want a, my own sort of music that I can use for the. Um, uh, the uh, what they called now I w I've been saying it for interludes uh, I want my own sort of music for the interludes so instead of using the music that they have on the app I can use my own and it kind of just makes it a bit more personal a bit more sort of me um, either I've got to look into doing that myself or again look into getting somebody doing it so if you're an artist or you are a sound engineer uh, and you're listening you know get in touch you know i'd happily sort of sit down and have a chat and plan it out so if, if you're in if, if you've got that kind of skills or you think you can do it again get in touch twitter uh, at ginger book uh, or just put in the ginger book home and you'll find uh, me quite easily and uh, just to let me know um but yeah there's a lot of ideas that i want to do in the future again like interviews and all that again they can come way down the line but i'm just going to sort of grow my confidence with doing it on my own for a bit and then you know if it comes along on, on, in the future fantastic but for now new name same product same thing the internet's that's different is the name everything is going to say the same so there's no having to worry that things are going to change at all everything is going to be well exactly as it is normally so no need to worry um there so everything is the same apart from the name and hopefully eventually um the intro and outro will change and then even more hopefully the uh, art icon that you see changes but we will see what the future comes as of now i've just changed the name and i like it nerd 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 i've, I've just gone blank on my own name how bad's that <laughs> nerdstalgic 
It happens sometimes. I'm still getting used to it. I'm I because every time I I'm so used to when I do this, I'm so used to saying what page you on that that's the first thing that comes into my uh, like dyslexic brain. Then I have to stop and be like, no, it's not that no more. It's nostalgic. So even I'm going to have to get used to it, and I will do it eventually. But yeah, I had a little bit of a brain fog there. But so that's the that that's that's the whole idea of of the rebrand. I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy it. Again, any feedback at all, definitely just let me know. It's not shoot me. Um, would not shoot me, shoot me, but like shoot me a message, uh, and I'll try to uh, dodge it and answer it um, on Twitter, and then we can uh, have a bit of uh, have a bit of dialogue there. Just any sort of feedback is helpful. So you know, let me let me know what you folks think of uh, the uh, the new name and the ideas that I'm thinking of. So anyway, on with the side quest, on to the next dungeon, to the next realm, to the next area of topic is is if that's even a thing i don't know we'll see so in recent gaming news there's not a lot actually been going on um apart from the a few reviews have came out for dying light 2 which i'll be honest with you folks i'm probably gonna get gonna get round two this year because i'm still currently playing through dying light 1 i played through it a bit got scared turned it off and realized I want to play this with somebody. I don't want to play this on my own. <laughs> it's very scary at night. If you play Dying Light, you'll know how, like, during the day, it's fine, but during the night, it's terrifying. Absolutely heart, heart-wrenching. It's, 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 it just gets me ugh, in panic mode. Um, But yeah, so there's not really much happened apart from the Dying Light news, and got, you got Elden Ring out uh, later this month in February. Um, But the biggest, biggest news worth talking about is Sony buys Bungie for I think it was like six point seven billion, six point three billion, um, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong; it's a huge amount of money. Um, but if you have to kind of take into concept and take into remembering that Microsoft bought Bethesda and Zenimax and everything underneath the the that banner um, for about seven point six billion, you know. Um, now that one, in all fairness, I feel. When Microsoft did that, that was a good deal because it was kind of like the Activision deal. You know, there's a lot of studios, there's a lot of IPs, you know, uh, you've got, you know, Doom and you've got Elder Scrolls and um, Fallout. Um, well, you've got the Ghostwire Tokyo that's currently coming out on PlayStation, but it probably will eventually come to Xbox and you're Evil Within, and, you know, and... Uh, Prey and Dishonored, you know, there's loads of really good, you know, popular IPs. I've played majoritively all of them um, because I'm a big fan of Bethesda. And I would say, you know, with Microsoft spending that much money, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I would say that Bethesda and ZeniMax, they're worth about $7 billion. That You know, I completely agree. Now, when I heard that Sony had bought um, Bungie, the past creators of Halo, and now the, the defining... Um, solely developer just for destiny one and destiny two and all the expansions for it at first i was surprised i wasn't shocked like the activision deal i was more just like oh okay fair enough you know that's that's a good move like i hope it works out for them um like i wasn't shocked it was more just like oh, okay cool you know i'm i'm not surprised because you know bungie and playstation have always had a good sort of relationship ever since destiny comes out playstation players get all the exclusive get all the they get the strikes and get some ships and guns and stuff like that before anybody else does so they always get context uh, 
content exclusive stuff so i wasn't really shocked it wasn't something that i was like oh my god you know he was more like oh, okay hope it plans out as i do though i like to delve deep into these topics i like to look at other people's opinions so i've watched a lot of videos of people that i think are you know very credible uh videos on youtube uh looked at read some articles and the more and more I listen to people, the more I read about it, I don't feel like it was, I feel like it was a good thing for Sony to do to combat the idea of like, because Microsoft is is very much doing what Disney's done for years, which is go out, spend loads of money, buy loads of products and basically corner the market. Now, I'm not saying Microsoft is cornering the market, not at all. Um, but that's what it seems like. And if you're a big company like Sony, it's sort of like, hold on a second, Microsoft is buying nearly all of our you know, products, especially buying Call of Duty, which, as I said in last week's side quest, um, you know, Call of Duty, again, has always had exclusives with PlayStation, you know, and play, even PlayStation were like, I hope that Microsoft honors, you know, the, the, the agreements and the deals of having a multi-platform game because Microsoft, Sony knows that if Microsoft decides now... Nah, Xbox is the only machine, ONPC, are the only things that are going to get Call of Duty. Sony's kind of in the doghouse. They're stuck. They're like, well, what do we do? We've got hands tied. Yeah, we've got God of War and Infamous and all that. But and but that's it, you know. Like, yeah, you've got great exclusive, exclusives, but all the potentiality of new exclusives or new IPs that are going to share on different platforms, you're running out. So it wasn't a surprise again for that, where Sony was like, well, you know, we've got money too. We're going to buy Bungie, you know, and I'm like, okay, good, go for it. At first, again, wasn't shocked. At first, wasn't sort of, you know, a downer. I thought, yeah, go for it, you know, good for Sony. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm really happy for them. Again, but as I've done all my research and I've looked into it, I don't think it was a good deal. I don't believe that Bungie is worth 6.7, 6.3 billion. I don't believe that because... At the end of the day, what you're getting with this deal, you're getting Bungie, which, let's be honest, it's not the Bungie of Halo. That Bungie is gone. You know, it's not the Halo Bungie. It's the Destiny Bungie. All, most of the people that worked on Halo have either left to do other things or are just retired. They're no longer doing Halo. So it, it, it's just Bungie now. Like, it's just Bungie Destiny. That's it. You also, I think they also acquire Weta, which if you know your Lord of the Rings lore, Weta was the animation um, company that basically brought Lord of the Rings to reality. Is the reason why Lord of the Rings is as loved as it is because of this company, Weta. Um, so they bought Weta. I think they bought Weta Digital. I think that's what it's called. And um, which is all great and all. You, you've got all this sort of, great sort of talent but at the moment you've just got destiny you know and i don't believe sony's just going to buy bungie just for destiny at the end of the day i i played destiny one loved it thought it was great had loads of fun with friends running strikes doing the raids it was fantastic destiny 2 kind of the same but by the time destiny 2 had coming out had come out the majority of my friends had moved to playstation because PlayStation were getting all the exclusives, PlayStation were getting all, all the all the best things, all the strikes, you know, so it just made sense to go on PlayStation. Me being somebody who, I'm not an Xbox diehard, but I just prefer Xbox over PlayStation. I've, I just always have um, since I was younger. And, um, you know, so I just lost 
people to play with, really. And I know somebody's got to start playing the world's smallest violin as I tell my sub story. But yeah, I just lost a lot of my friends to PC or PlayStation. So I, my love of Destiny kind of dwindled and would slowly sort of went out. And I still had hope. I still had faith in Destiny. It wasn't until they started to put in the whole um, battle pass and the whole idea of FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. The sort of like, oh, we have this battle pass, but you need to complete it within this time frame because if you don't, it doesn't matter how far you got up that battle pass, it's gone, wiped, and then you have to start from fresh at the new battle pass. But if you pay us some money, you can get all the extra really cool things at the beginning so you don't have to keep grinding. So you can, you know, and it's like, no, piss off, go away, stop it, stop, you know what I mean? And um, it was just, it was that part of it, it was just like, I just don't have the want and energy to play Destiny all day, every day, just to grind. Because like, Destiny's always been a grind, but before it was a fun grind because I was always getting loot. I was always getting some sort of progression, you know, whether it would be in Strikes or Crucible. There would be always some feel of like, I don't mind grinding because I'm going to get something out of it in the end. Now you've got this battle pass. It's like you do have to do nothing but grind. You have to do nothing but constant challenges. You know what I mean? And you've just got to play and play and play and play and play. Because if you don't play and play and play constantly all day, every day, or if you're not got a good squad of friends who you can play with, who will shorten the time of length of you have to grind with, you know, it's you, you, you can't play anything else but Destiny. And I guess that's kind of the idea. They want you to play their game constantly, have their hours and get your time out of it. I just don't agree with that. I just don't like Battle Passes. And ever since Battle Passes were introduced, I've fallen off a lot of games. I stopped playing a lot of games because I was like, you know what, I don't want to... I, this is not gaming to me. I'm very old-fashioned. Like This is not gaming. I want my progression because I've earned it, not because I've played or done a certain amount of challenges that you've told me that I am now worthy of a piece of armor or like a like uh, a new skin for my character that I had to grind for 20-plus hours to get, but everybody else has, has it, so I don't really feel special. You know what I mean? And it's just that, it's just that, that problem that goes in my head. So... I stopped playing Destiny. I stopped it. I know I've got a few friends who still play it, who still enjoy it. But for me, it, it was it was a one and done. Like they put it in, I tried it, didn't like it. I said goodbye. I'm not even looking forward to the Witch Queen or uh, expansion. Not really interested. I would just wait to see. I've, I, I still follow um, one YouTuber who does Destiny content mainly because I just follow him for updates just to see what's going on. Because I'm still partly interested. Like, I am fascinated in the characters and in the world. I just don't want to play the game. So I follow this one guy who gives updates about the story and stuff that's going on in in the world of Destiny. And, you know, that for me, that's enough. You know, okay, I'm, I'm interested in the story. I'll happily go with the updates, but that's it. Now, the reason I say all that is because that all Destiny is now, it is basically it's it's a grind you know that's it is that's all bungie has is destiny now granted with the witch queen expansion and whatever expansions they do next they might change it but i've fallen off so i don't really care much like it wasn't much of a like oh oh i'm losing i'm gonna lose all death like destiny anything like that it was never anything like that it was more just the fact of okay take it fine i've washed my hands with it ages ago so I, there's, i'm not really missing out and i wasn't I, I never felt like it was like oh well I've missed out. Oh, you know, it was just like, okay, 
<laughs> so I wasn't shocked. But like I said, I just don't feel that Bungie is worth six. Let's let's call it six billion, six point seven billion. It's not worth worth that, you know, unless this deal was like, okay, Bungie, carry on doing Destiny. You can do Destiny three if you want. We can keep doing expansions, but we want something more. You know, we 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 want to know what you want to do next. What what's the next single player exclusive that you know you're going to be like only for PlayStation? The next single player exclusive from Bungie, the creators of Halo. You know, what is the next sort of thing? Because I don't feel like you're going to spend that much money just for Destiny. Because if it is, it's a waste of money. You know, so I have faith in Sony to go. No, no, no. You can still do, but you can still do Destiny. But I want something more. I paid six point seven billion for you and everything about you, right? What are you going to give me? Because if you're just going to give me more Destiny, it ain't going to work, and I'm going to have wasted my money. So I have to believe that with this deal, Bungie's gone. No, no, we 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 have other ideas, we have other concepts and stuff that we want to work on. Um, here you go. What do you like them? Would you be up for funding them and having a, an exclusive for PlayStation Five or you know a cross-platform sort of next sort of Destiny, Destiny Three or whatever they decide to do? Um, so I have to believe that's that's the hope. But I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't in the boardroom when this decision was made. Um, but again, I have faith and I have um, trust that you know Sony is a lot smarter than what they seem and that they haven't just spent six. 0.7 billion just on destiny because if they have it's an extreme waste of money um and if that is the case and if, if this is their sort of response to microsoft buying activision then it's a very poor response but i don't feel like it i feel like it is generally them getting more out of this deal but we will see we probably won't see as we probably won't see what happens with the microsoft and activision deal uh a bit of an update on that one. Um, it has recently came out that the deal might go through in November. So around, say, the middle to end of November to December and January, we might start hearing things off Microsoft of their plans with Activision. Um, I don't know when the Bungie one goes through, but whenever that goes through, I'm sure shortly after we will find out Sony's plans with Bungie. Um, but we will see. We will see what happens. I just have faith in Sony that they're smarter than what they seem. They haven't just splashed out on this money just for Destiny. Because if they have, again, it's very stupid. But it's their money. It's up to them what they do with it. I'm just a podcaster. Uh, my words mean nothing to these big uh, big companies. I was going to say conglomerates, but the, the, again, the word's not coming out properly. Big companies. So that's that. That's what I think of that one. Uh, on to the next side mission. That we're going down the hall to the left into a dark dungeon of mystery. And the final part of our journey before this side quest is over and we collect all the booty and XP, I want to talk about Book of Boba Fett episode 6. Um, I spoke about episode 5 in the last side quest. And I wanted to go into a bit more sort of detail uh, with episode six. Um, obviously, it's been enough time for when this gets released that enough people had have seen. If you still haven't seen it again, by all means, I'll happily pause now. 
for allow those people to leave and those people that are still here we can now sort of uh get into it get 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 a bit nerdy so what is this episode well i'll be honest it's mandalore <laughs> it is basically mandalorian 3.1.2 you know um it is basically episode two mandalorian season three because the majority of it is just mando and then boba fett makes a cameo in his own show at the end genuinely i'm not joking at the very end at like the last few minutes you have a small scene of boba fett he makes a cameo appearance he doesn't really do much he's just there and then that's it you know he's gone and it, it goes back to other things um it just makes me giggle i, I couldn't help not laugh when i realized that i was like oh god they've generally just made boba fett his own his own personal um cameo in his own show how much disrespect but again it's really funny um but that being said that saying all that how was the episode what was it like well like i said it, it's more of mandalorian so i loved it i thought it was fantastic um at the end of last episode mandalorian or din shall we call him din basically goes um before i sign on with you I want to go see my an old my my little friend. He's on about Grogu. He then goes to the planet where Luke is starting up the new um, Jedi Academy, and uh, we get to see it being built. And they have these really cool robotic sort of spiders that are just building. Um, the, the the scenery is just incredible. One thing I will have to say before I carry on is that this was directed and written by Dave Filoni, who I've mentioned many times is, is basically the king of Star Wars. He is the uh, brand new George Lucas, and he is a god when it comes to Star Wars. Then you've got John Favreau was helping directing this as well. So this is why this episode is, is absolutely perfect. Um but the scenery is gorgeous so on this planet. For this, like, it's very sort of uh, it it, go, it harkens harkens back to the Japanese sort of um, idea and roots of the Jedi, of how that works, and it's very lovely. And you get to see these robots building um, that this first sort of stone monastery. It's it's just incredible to see, and we get to see R two D two, and it's just. This whole episode is member berries again, like last episode. It was like, like you remember, you remember R two. I remember R2, you like R2, and I'm like, yeah, I love R2. You know, there's a lot of member berries in this. And uh, again, I love I love nostalgia. I get it. That's nostalgia, very nerdy, it's nostalgic. It's me. It's fantastic. See how it works? You get it now. Um but yeah, it, it's very member berries, you know. Uh you you, you remember the uh, Luke said he was gonna set up an academy? You can see the academy, you can see the academy being built. Obviously, as we know, if you've seen the, the newer movies, you see that eventually it was destroyed by Ben and the Knights of Ren. But it's just nice to kind of see it being built, the, the starting blocks and how Grogu was going, it, well, was and is going to be uh, the first ever um, student of uh, Luke's new academy, which, again, it, it's just fantastic to see. I love how they're working in. Dave Filoni is trying his best to fix Star Wars after the the new movies really sort of broke and destroyed it. Um, it was kind of like that Simpsons episode, whereas the little kids go, "No, no, stop it! He's dead! <laughs> stop it!" That's basically what it is. They Disney were just beating the hell out of Star Wars by the end of it, and it, we we're all just sitting there as the fans going, "Please stop! He's dead! He's had enough! Leave him alone!" Um, but I won't get into that. That's a whole different sort of thing. But 
it, this episode again was really cool. You, we got to saw more, see more of Luke, and we got to see more of Grogu. And you can see Grogu's training, the buddy face effects. Like, I don't know if you watch Rogue One. I think it started off with Rogue One, um, where they tried the 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 face effects, where they had a young Leia and they had a young Tarkin. Obviously, both actors. Um, you know, the guy who played Tarkin, I can't remember his name sadly, but he had passed away before. Um, they could they 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 shot Rogue One, and obviously. Princess Leia, I think um, um, Sarah Fisher was still alive at the time, um, but obviously they wanted to de-age, sort of um, de-age her, so uh, uh, de-age Leia, sorry, so that they could, you know, it fits in with the with the sort of lore and canon of the time. And as the, as they've used this technology more and more in the Star Wars universe, it has gotten better, more refined, and so by the time you've got here. Um, it just looks like a young Mark Hamill. It is very much fascinating. Now, granted, because of the way this technology works, we can't really have the actor moving around a lot because if you move around too much, um, it starts up really janky and starts to kind of lose its quality. Um, but for the close-up shots, it works absolutely perfectly. Um, it's more so the long shots where you don't really get to see much of his face is where you kind of where it's not needed, where you, you kind of suspend disbelief and you split, oh, because by the time the camera pans back in his face, it is perfect. So you kind of, if you look for it, you'll see it, but it doesn't really matter. But it's just cool seeing a young Luke teaching Grogu. It's really wonderful to see. We get to see um, Ahsoka. She returns. I, get, I have no idea as to why she was there. Really, they could have had anybody to do what she was there for, uh, but she was just there. So then Again, that's setting up hopefully for um, the Ahsoka TV show, which I'm really, really looking forward to because I love Ahsoka. Again, if you don't know who Ahsoka is, you really need to watch the uh, Clone Wars TV show. Generally, it will it's slow to begin with, but it's it's some of the best Star Wars that's been done in the last few years. Honestly, the TV series is incredible. Uh, don't let it fool you. Yes, it was made for kids, but it is incredibly deep and dark, and it's it's it turned from kids to adults for adults or nerdy adults shall i say um very quickly um near to the middle to end seasons it got very dark quickly and it was just great but um we get we get to have this whole sort of interaction with them with um din and um snips ahsoka din then goes like she basically goes i want to go see little grogu snip um ahsoka's like no can't really see him because you're going to mess up his training um, so Dean's like, well, oh, I gave him this. Will you give it him? She was like, okay, fine. He leaves. She then go gives it to Luke, and then Luke kind of keeps it on himself for a bit. And then um, again, this this I'm just shortening this. This is a very very long scene. This is the majority of of the show. It's this whole one sort of big um, scene after scene of just Luke and uh, Grogu training, and that Luke trying to figure out of like, what am I gonna do? with him like i don't feel like i'm teaching him i'm just helping him to remember he already knows all this stuff i don't know what to do with him and he, he has this lovely sort of interaction with ahsoka where he's like well what do i do and she's like yeah you remind me of your dad uh it, it's that very sort of like sweet sort of moment and she went um she goes follow your instincts you know do what you feel like is right for him you know, if he chooses to do it, to do something, or he chooses to remember this or that, just just follow what feels right as you as a master. You know, uh, don't force it. You know, just take your time with it. When he's ready, he will re reveal sort of things. And um, 
after the training, Luke basically goes to Grogu of like, if you, I can see there's a lot of doubt in you that you, you're still trapped to your past. Um, I can help you remember. And he just has this little mind meld where he like he touches Grogu, and you have this really intense scene of Order sixty six being taken out, and like Grogu, I would assume he's in some sort of, well, I want to say push chair, but it's probably not a push chair. It's some sort of floating sort of bed cut thing that we found him in that little pod thing in the season one of Mandalorian. Um, and he, he just Grogu's in this sort of pod, just looking out, watching three Jedi being taken out by Republic soldiers. It's just that you have that look on, on his face of just upset and confusion of like, why is this happening? What is going on? Um, and then it cuts off. So we don't know if there's we don't know if there's another Jedi next to Grogu. We don't know how Grogu left yet. We just got to have a glimpse into just a small glimpse of Grogu's experience during Order 66. Of We don't know if he was on Coruscant, if he was at the... Um, uh, academy if he was at the temple when it was attacked he could have been anywhere any sort of jedi temple that was attacked by Repub by the republic soldiers we don't know as to where he was yet or who his parents are or anything like that but i feel like in mandalorian season two we will get a re revelation on that um and then it kind of cuts back to uh tatooine finally for the last sort of few minutes again this is where boba fett makes a cameo in his own tv show <laughs> And he's basically like, he's laying out the plans. He's like, we've got the Mandalorian here. We've got um, Carvinista over here as well. Uh, so we've got the muscle. We've got the uh, skill. We've got the Mos Vespa Vespers, those cyberpunk kids who, again, I just kind of have that look at them and laugh and like, you guys don't fit this world at all. But okay, I'd I spend disbelief, fine, whatever. Um, and they're like, well, well we, we need troops. You know, we've got these guys, but we haven't got enough sort of troop, like cannon fighter, basically. And Din's like, well, I know some people. So he goes back to um, Freetown, where we meet the sheriff, um, Timothy Dalton's character um, in Mandalorian Season 2. And he's like, you guys are used to living out on the fringes, living out on, on the waste of Tatooine. You guys know how to handle yourself. Um I need guys, I need troops, you know, this might not be your problem now, but the problem with the pikes is going to be everybody's problem on Tatooine eventually if we don't basically deal with it now. The chef is like, let me know, give me some time, I'll get the people together, I'll try to do what I can, you know, um, I can't promise anything. Like Din's like, that's completely fine. Din flies off, and then you have one of the most West... Like, one thing I love about the... Timothy Dalton's character, the Sheriff, is because it harkens back to the other part of Star Wars. Star Wars, in 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 its base forms, are old-fashioned Western and very much Japanese samurai warrior sort of thing with the Jedi. That's basically what Star Wars is. That's If you want to break it down, it's Western and Japanese culture put together, right? And I love it when Moran sort of tattooing. That's the parts I loved about The Mandalorian is how westerny he went. It went onto a very westerny sort of old cowboys sort of storyline. And you had this really cool moment where you have the sheriff, the Mandalorian's gone, and the sheriff just slowly turns around like he has like spider senses. He just turns around, he's like, something's going to happen. And as he turns around in the distance, there's like a stranger walking through the desert, getting closer. And he's just like, it's just that very sort of like Westerny standout sort of, sort of moment. He's like telling people like, get the people inside. Uh, don't worry about it. If it's going to be okay, just get everybody inside. His deputy comes out, kind of 
doesn't say anything, just kind of like looking at this this guy who's getting ever closer to this town. And he comes in, he's got his head down, got his like cowboy hat on, and he's just like, uh, you were. You want to kind of stop what you're doing with don't help the Mandalorian, stay out of it, you'll be okay, nobody's going to get hurt. Um, you know, you've had run ins with the Pikes, but the Pikes are willing to forgive everything of that and leave you guys alone if you just stay out of it. The sheriff is like, well, you know, I don't think you're welcome here. Um, but basically, I can't really remember what he said, but basically, the fact of I think you should leave, you know, what I do and what I decide to do. You know, is is me and Free Town's business got nothing to do? You stranger, you know, leave. And then the camera pans up, and he lifts his his head, and I had a little squeak because I had a feeling I knew who it was because I knew the outfit really, really well. Again, this is Clone Wars. This is why you should be watching Clone Wars because you'll understand who this character is. Um, but the guy looks, he puts his head up. You can see the big red eyes, the blue skin, and I was like, "It's Cad Bane. It's Cad Bane." Uh, for anybody who doesn't know Cad Bane is, he's a bounty hunter. He's one. He's he was trained by Jango Fett, Boba Fett's father, or shall we say, um, Jango Fett, the original um, bounty hunter. And then he was cloned, and then he cloned himself as a young boy to make Boba Fett. So he was trained by Jango. So he's a very deadly, deadly assassin. Uh, what, bounty hunter assassin. Oh, oh, yeah, bounty hunter. Assassin's probably a bad word. More like bounty hunter. He'd probably class himself as a bounty hunter anyway. The point is, he's, he's very deadly, right? And um, he basically got, he looks up and it gives him a look of like, you know, leave. And you have this cool sort of moment where it's like, everything's gone quiet. You've got the, the tune of, like a Westney sort of tune in the atmosphere. And you can just see the sheriff has got his his hand ready to like to take out his blaster. The deputy, you know, as the deputies do in these situations, he's sweating, ill experience, sort of panicking, hand shaking of like, I'm going to die, but I, you know, I'm ready. And as you can probably guess what happens, the deputy shoots to shoots early, shoots first, basically blows his load, just, you know, goes off too early. Cad goes to him. The sheriff is like, no, you're not going to get my deputy goes to get Cad. Chef gets shot. Deputy gets blasted multiple times. The, the deputy's dead, you know, and the sheriff gets blasted. He's on the floor. And then the guy basically just walks, turns around and walks away. And uh, I was in shock because I was like, damn, you know, this is sort of to get serious now, you know. Um, I really... I, the thing is with, with Star Wars and the things with Marvel and with, with any sort of like big trilogy or series that goes on, if you don't see them die, like if you don't, if they're not pronounced dead or they're, they're like, then just gone, you know, dead, dead, that you actually see them die, then they're not technically dead. Now, we saw the deputy get basically full, full of lead or, you know, laser shot, whatever you want to call it. Um, so he's gone. The deputy, there's no way the deputy could be alive. The sheriff was only shot once, and it looked to be his shoulder to arm. That's what it looked. So I don't think he's dead. We will find out next week. I hope he's not dead, because I really love Timothy. Uh, Timothy's um, performance. I love his character. I'm a big fan of him as an actor as well, so I really hope uh, that um, his character is still alive. I still hope the sheriff is alive. 
So when that scene ends, um, we have a small scene where the pikes go into uh, the bar that this big bar that they've been constantly been going to, and um, that Bofet constantly goes to um, throughout the series. Pikes go in, they sit down, and they kind of do a whole sort of. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. It was a, a Tom Cruise movie, Dress on a True Story during Nazi Germany, where they basically leave a bomb in the war room um, where Hitler is standing next to it. It's supposed to blow up Hitler and all his officials and end the war. And they do that kind of same thing. They come in, they leave their uh, their box, they kind of get up and go. And it's that kind of look of like, what, what was that all about? And then the, the woman, the lady who runs it all, kind of turns around when somebody goes, oh, they excuse me sir you've left your and then she turns around noticing that they've left something and then a big huge explosion destroys the whole building again i don't think anybody would survive that but that, it's still that whole sort of old-fashioned like if we didn't see anybody die then they're probably still alive so we will see um and then it pans back to luke and grogu this is the final scene and uh luke they're, they're inside the finished sort of temple and um, they're both sitting there cross-legged across from each other. And there's a big towel on the floor. And uh, Luke is talking about him, about his training and how that you uh, you miss the Mandalorian and you have a really strong connection towards him. Um, and he came and that he gave you a gift. Here's the gift. Obviously, um, Grogu's like, oh, you know, I want it. Uh, you know, he goes to take it. And then Luke kind of pulls away and he's like, your attachment to the Mandalorian is not a good one. You know, the Jedi are meant to be, um, you know, have no attachment. The Jedi have no love, no affection, nothing. It's just pure, like, you're focused to the religion of being a Jedi, and that's it. You have, like, it's like being a monk. You have nothing, there's nothing in your life apart from your beliefs and upholding the Jedi sort of name. Um, and he pulls out this box, and he goes, this belonged to my master and he pulls it out it's a tiny little lightsaber it's it's yoda's lightsaber and he opens it up it's green tiny little lightsaber really cute really sort of you know very very lovely sort of moment and he's telling about this used to belong to my master he, he was like the same race as you um this is perfect and he puts that down and grogu's like oh that's cool and he, he opens and luke opens up, opens up the package that mandalorian brought him and it's tiny little baskar chainmail. it's so cute um He's got his little Baskar chain bell. He's like, this was the gift. Um, and Grogu's like, oh, yeah, two gifts. This is great. Then Luke's like, no, no, no. You must choose. If you choose the lightsaber, then you will continue on your training to be a Jedi. You know, and I will train you and then we will learn the ways of the Force together. If you take the gift from the Mandalorian, then your training will stop and then you can go back to your friend. And he's had that moment where like Grogu's kind of sitting there just looking at each gift and then he kind of looks up to Luke and then it stops and then the credits roll. Um, will we get an ending to that in, in the next episode? I would like to see it, but I feel that they're going to save that for Mandalorian season three. Then we'll get a sort of... that. I think that would make more sense because it kind of makes you think of like what did Grogu... Uh, choose and then obviously it'd be more fun and more people want to go see and watch uh, Mandalorian season three to kind of find out the result of that um, or it could easily be where we, we get a quick glimpse and it carries on from where it ended 
and um, Grogu makes his choice, and then we find out then. Me, personally, I feel like Grogu is going to choose the armor, and I feel like Grogu is going to basically put aside his Jedi past and start a new life as a Mandalorian, and we're going to get, you know, um, Grogu Mandalorian, that his Mand- Mando's going to train him to be a, Man- a Mandalorian. You know, it works. He's got the Baskar chainmail, so he's protected, you know, um, from bullets and he's protected from lightsaber damage you know so or or he could choose uh the lightsaber and become a mando lights uh, a mandalorian jedi wielder you know because it has in the past the dark saber the the guy who had the dark saber he was a mandalorian so again it, it could work but we'll see what he decides me personally i think he chooses the arm and i feel like he chooses to go back to um din he goes back choose back to go to uh, mandalorian and basically become a mandalorian himself but we will see. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what they're doing in the final episode. You know, we we will hope that Boba Fett stops being a, a cameo in his own show and becomes basically a, a character. You know what I mean? He he becomes his own shining leading man. You know, he's not just put to the sidelines anymore um, as he has done for the last two episodes because. You know, the last episode is basically just been Mandalorian season three point, you know, one, two. That's basically what it's been, um, which I get why they're doing it. But it's more just the fact of well, this kind of this is Boba Fett's story, you know. But like I said, I enjoy what I'm seeing and I, I've enjoyed this episode. And I can really see how Dave Filoni and John Favreau are really trying to fix Star Wars after Disney sort of killed it with the newer movies the newer trilogy of films. Um, they were still good parts. I really love Ray. I love Finn. I love Rose. You know, I love Poe Dameron. BB-8, love that. But again, they just weren't used properly. And it was just, it was just a shame. Real, real shame how it was all panned out. But again, that being said, uh, Book of Boba Fett, episode six. I loved it. I look forward to seeing what they do in episode seven. Um, and yeah. Not really much more to say about it. If you've seen it, let me know. We're happy to have a conversation about it. Um, but on to the end. On to the sign-off. So let's go down the hall. Sharp a right. Kill some orcs. We're in our room. Full of monsters. What do we do next? And I pull out my huge knife and I smite down the huge beast and I collect all the loot, and I am the hero. And now we come to the end of our adventure. You can still tell I'm not. I, I don't know what to do with the intro and outro in this whole side quest. Well, I know what to do with it, um, but I just I'm still trying to figure out. You know, should I just do little bits of dialogue like I did then to kind of make it a bit more fun, a bit more of a side quest? I don't know. Still figuring out. Again, this is what this is for. You know, for testing and you know, experimenting sort of things. Um, but anyway, so at the end. Uh, so what we talked about so we talked about the rebranding which uh, hopefully is going to go really really well and I have my greatest hopes for it I think it just works best the um, the nerdstalgic it just, it just rolls off the tongue it's a fantastic small little name I'm not just saying that because you know it's my new name I generally enjoy it you know um, Sony buys Bungie for a lot of money is it a good idea uh as of yet, I don't feel like it is if it's just for Destiny. But if they 
come out and they say, oh, we've got other plans um, for things that are not Destiny, then I will say it's a good deal. But again, we will see about that. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, Episode 6. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, I'm loving how uh, Boba Fett is basically becoming a side character in his own show. That's funny to me. Um, but I look forward to seeing what they do in the end. And yeah, I think that's about it for this side quest. I think we've managed to collect all the loot and managed to collect all the XP and level up. Um, so make sure to mark down on your character sheets and you have it all written down that, you know, you've leveled up and you, your, your your mage is now a level 7 warlock. You know, it's great. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. So I'm going to end it here. Thank you for listening. Um, let me know what you think about the name of the rebrand. Uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and uh, add follow and add like there is a thing on Twitter, uh, not Twitter, on Spotify where you can rate. Don't forget to rate five stars, four stars, three, two, one, whatever you feel like I'm worth or feel like how good I'm doing or what you think about your experience. It all helps at the end of the day. And um, yeah, so I'm going to end here. As always, stay sexy, stay active. I love you all peace and thank you for listening to this week's episode of SideQuest. <laughs>